Welcome to Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Hosted by Ryan Smith. Yeah, hello and everyone. welcome back to Triad All-Stars. My name is Ryan Smith and uh, we're doing a series of episodes about former and current players and coaches from East Forsyth High School. And my guest today is a member of the 1992 State Championship football team. He is Rod Funderburg. Rod, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ron? I am doing superb. It is uh, so great to have you on. Um First member of the 92 championship team uh, on this podcast. So uh, congratulations to you for that achievement there. Uh, let's go ahead and start. Uh, just talk about growing up and how sports played a role. Um, you have a family of two brothers, one older brother, one younger mom and dad. Obviously, your dad was a Methodist pastor. Your mom, a retired school teacher. Uh, talk about your family growing up and how, how sports played a role. <laughs> well, family was strict growing up, man. Dad uh, ruled by the Bible. He believed in not sparing the rod because it was for the child. And uh, of course, I didn't understand that then growing up, right. but I definitely understand it now, especially when I look at uh, some of the way different folks raise their kids now with uh, by sparing the rod and how spoiled they are. And, you know, it's just a different generation right now. But uh, growing up, man, was cool. I was in church every Sunday. Sunday school was the main thing growing up. I learned how to play the piano. So I played the piano for my home church for a while, well, all through high school. That's how I made money in high school, paying, playing the piano and also cutting grass. Um, mom was a school teacher. She made sure that uh, we did homework and she gave us extra work, whether it was in English, whether it was in math, didn't matter. She didn't do too much science and history, but uh, math and English, she made sure that uh, we were on top of it. And she, not only did she do that for us, the, the kids, the brothers growing up, but she also did it for my dad, making sure he did not break his verbs and such whenever he was in the pulpit. And he also sure. worked at RJ Reynolds as well. But um, yes. growing up, sports didn't really play a big part in my life until I got to high school. I was not allowed to play any sp organized sports at all. The only sports I could play was out in the yard, whether it was at the basketball goal or whether it was throw up tackle or the kids in the neighborhood. Uh, you know how you say, hey, go down to the car and turn uh -huh. around and I'll throw you the yep. ball. Yeah, that was it. I didn't play any Pop Warner uh, football or anything of that nature. I didn't start playing sports until I got to high school. And to be honest with you, my parents weren't really fans of it. You know, they were fans of education and making sure you got what you needed in your head. Yeah. And uh, not physically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you mentioned, uh, we are in a different generation of kids nowadays. You know, uh, I grew up in the generation of we went outside and we played sports till, you know, dinner time or, or, mm -hmm. or we took a break for lunch and then came right back out. And uh, it seems like the kids nowadays, unless they're playing organized sports in a travel league or something, they're just always uh, either inside on their device or uh, playing the next set of, you know, Halo or whatever is out there. TikTok videos. I don't know. Uh, it's so that's right. Definitely a different generation for sure. Um, you move on to high school, like you said. That's kind of when you started playing sports uh, apart from the, uh, the 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 stuff outside. Uh, member of the East Forsyth Championship team, as I said at the top, uh, class of 1992. Uh, you were uh, three, a senior year, one of three team captains on the team, played defensive end, all special teams, and really played everything except offense. Um, you were run up, runner up on defensive player of the year in the Metro 4A. Uh, so talk about 
your time in East Forsyth, I mean, this is a specific episode to East Forsyth uh, specifically. Uh, talk about your time at East Forsyth, what that meant to you, and I guess really um, what legacy do you feel like you left on your time there? I know you obviously do uh, color with uh, Desmond for uh, the football team, obviously, in the fall now, but but talk about your time in East Forsyth and just, like I said, what kind of legacy you felt like you left there. Well, East Forsyth was amazing. I mean, it was awesome. Um, that's when you knew that you had really grown up. Uh, you were more of an adult. When I first got to East Forsyth, we were actually still allowed to go off campus for lunch, uh, yeah. as long as you could uh, find a ride with a senior, of course, uh, yeah. but you or a junior. Uh, but you could or go junior. off campus. Yeah. Or you could go off campus for lunch. Lunch was like an hour, 15 minutes. So even if you didn't get all your homework done, you had plenty of time to get it done. But uh, East Forsyth was great. The teachers were great. Um, you know, because of my parents and that things of that nature, I took, you know, majority of honors classes. Um, you know, I always wanted to be helpful in, in, in every way that I could. And of course, um, you know, I love the social life. Uh, that's just, you know, how it was at East Forsyth, you know, the social during that time was a big thing. There was no social media. There was actual physical interaction and talking to your friends, whether it was talking on the phone or hanging out with them at school, hanging out after school, uh, maybe for after a game on Friday night. Some Saturdays, I didn't get a, to hang out really like that on Saturdays, you know, due to my upbringing. But, um, you know, parents were kind of strict on that part. But for the most part, you know, um, social life was good. My parents would go out of town quite a bit. And I was a guy who would usually throw a, a party there, here and there. And uh, so that acclimated my social life and it acclimated me so much over the years until when I became a senior, I was actually voted class president of uh, oh, the graduating good. class in 1993. That's the class I actually graduated in, of course, won oh. the state championship in 92. Yes. yes. Um, but, you know, um, football was a thing. Once I had learned the game as a ninth grader, I mean, I really excelled. Um, it was brought up uh, on varsity uh, the 10th grade year and, um, you know, was ready and with them during the playoffs in my junior year. Um you know, I, I started at defensive end and and was, you know, rocking and rolling and, and doing my thing. And then when I was a senior, you know, it was more of a leadership thing. It was more of we had a goal. Uh, the other two captains, Juan Davis, Joe Lagarde, uh, you know, we get together and we knew what we wanted to accomplish. We knew what we wanted to do. And uh, we were more like a family, more like brothers. And we really studied and knew the game. We watched film together. And even when coaches made certain calls, especially on defense, uh, based on what we saw on the field, you know, we could change it up and do something different. And uh, there was, you know, no reprimands for that um, because normally it worked. It worked out great. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if I really left a, a real, real legacy at East Forsyth, but any way that I can give back, I'd love to give back to East Forsyth, which is one of the reasons that I'm doing color. Uh, with Desmond right now on the Varsity Nights. And I uh, also host a coach's show for Coach Todd Willard, uh, head coach of the East Side Eagles. We do that every Tuesday night at uh, um, Jay Peppers. And yeah. I'm thinking we're still going to be there again this year. Um, if, if if we're not, then, of course, you know, stay tuned. We'll let you know where we'll be, Ryan. Absolutely. And uh, yes, I actually did have class of 93. I, I read 92 once I read the championship. So uh, <laughs> yes, class of 1993, uh, as you did correct me on that. Um, after high school, you go to UNC Chapel Hill, graduated with a major in biology, minor in business, and then you got a master's degree in higher education. And uh, then after college, you 
own a logistics company for 10 years, and um, now you're a managing partner of a distribution center. So tell us about your post-college and kind of what you got into post uh, your playing career and uh, what you're doing now. Well, I mean, post-college, and actually when I went to college, I was, you know, thinking about walking on and, um, you know, uh, to UNC Chapel Hill, the Tar Heels, and you know, I went down and checked it out and there was a lot of politics involved in college football. You know, if you weren't recruited, then you were one of those guys that was just basically, you know, a body out there and yeah. used for whatever. And, uh, you know, has someone who was able to get into school on his own. And, uh, you know, I just wasn't going to be used for whatever, you know, because I was sure. not recruited. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. um, I decided to stick with my education, did that. Um and I was I was planning on going to radiology school. However, we had had a, a, a mishap in the family. My father had passed away uh, probably about a month before I graduated and uh, from college. And so I uh, decided to head back um, to the Winston-Salem area, wound up teaching at East Forsyth for a couple of years. My younger brother was there. Um, he was a major concern for me. Uh, losing our father at the, at the age that he was still being in high school. Um, so I mainly came back for him uh, because we were always taught to stay real, real close, you know, as brothers and as just family, period. So I came back to East Forsyth, taught a little bit, uh, kind of took him under my wing. And then, of course, he went on to NC State and then went on to Harvard Business School. And I'd like to think that I had something to do with that since Absolutely. I was here. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, then after when he had graduated and was gone, you know, as you know, teachers don't get paid a lot. Nope. Uh, so I was looking to do some other things. And I got in with a partner of mine, Chad Delp, and we opened up a freight brokering business, uh, freight brokerage. And uh, we ran that together for a while. And um, I purchased uh, his, I purchased him and, and bought him out and then went on and continued to run it. And then in 2015, I sold it. And uh, in the process of selling that, um, yeah, I took some time off, traveled a little bit. I uh, went to France, uh, uh, all over Europe, China, uh, Hawaii, uh, Dominican. Uh, just kind of went all over and just kind of relaxed a little bit after taking some time off. Uh, then I came back and while I was in China, I hooked up with some folks and met some business people. And uh, they wound up uh, wanting to open up a distribution center here in the States. And uh, we kind of talked and I gave them my ideas of, of the way I thought it should go and how it should run and how it should work. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, they wound up opening a facility in North Carolina, Jacksonville, Houston, California, as well as Ontario, Canada. And, um, you know, we sat down, uh, put a package together, made me a managing partner. So that's what I'm doing now. And, uh, you know, just, 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 going to work every day and I try to give back to the kids at East Forsyth in any way that I can and um, also do a little dibbling dabbling well not really dibbling and dabbling I do real estate investment and uh, I also invest in the foreign currency exchange market. Well, uh, as you said, Rod, uh, there's a lot there, but it looks like uh, a lot of well-rounded uh, things you've gotten into uh, post uh, your uh, college and athletic uh, career. And obviously, you still give back to East Forsyth and athletics, as you said, doing the varsity on Friday nights and obviously the coaches show as, as well. Um, as we wind out here, Rod, uh, where can our listeners find you on social media? Where, where can they connect with you? Oh, my goodness. I am. Believe it or not, Ron, you know, I'm still having a hard time getting into social media. A lot of times when there's something out on I have a Facebook page, Rod Funderburg, 
And uh, Dez usually put stuff on it uh, for me most of the time. Usually I'm not a big social media guy. You know, when I travel and go places, uh, you know, I like to keep it private, you know, because that's just me. I've always been uh, that type of person. You know, I've always uh, felt like, uh, you know, the less people who are involved in knowing what you're doing, the less problems you have. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, so <laughs> so I'm, I all, I'm just I'm one of those old school thinkers. Social media has uh, never pushed my buttons or anything like that. But if you want to get a hold of me, you can get me uh, anytime on Facebook. And of course, during football season, uh, you can always, uh, you know, get me at East Forsyth. I'm usually somewhere on one of East Forsyth's Twitter pages or, you know, somewhere in the mix. But always, I don't have an Instagram. I think Dez is trying to get me an Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. Dez is still trying to get me into Twitter as well. Maybe I will get all that stuff cranked up this year but you can get me on facebook which they say that's where the old people are and of course i am pushing 50 i'm three years away from 50 oh boy. so uh yeah you know so maybe i am in that bracket <laughs> that i'm not quite there yet <laughs> yeah awesome well uh rod this has been great as i said at the top uh, my guest today uh has been rod funderberg he is a class of 1993 uh, graduate of east forsyth high school 1992 state champion of the football team and uh unc chapel hill uh, graduate as well and uh, currently your color analyst for the east forsyth uh, eagles on friday nights find him uh in the fall uh with desmond johnson on the call uh as well uh there on friday nights rod all the best to you thanks for coming on uh being a guest here today on tried all stars and uh We'll uh, talk to you down the road. Thank you so much, Ryan. It was a pleasure being here. Honor. Thank you. Welcome to Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Hosted by Ryan Smith. Hello and welcome back to another episode here on Triad All-Stars. My name is Ryan Smith and today's episode is featuring uh, another guest from East Forsyth, former uh, coaches and athletes that we are currently in this series. And uh, today my uh, guest is former soccer star at East Forsyth. She is Julie Scott, now Julie McCann. Julie, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you, Julie. Let's start out with uh, just your background uh, growing up, how soccer fit into your life and uh, and how sports growing up in Cornersville went? Well, um, growing up in Cornersville was just a great place to be, um, whether you were going to choose soccer or anything for that matter. Um, my I was lucky, though. My parents really saw a lot of value in sport and just felt like that life skills could really be taught there. And all they just put all of us, me and my three siblings, in all kinds of different sports, really. Um, soccer is what we all gravitated to, ironically. And um, like I said, it was great. I mean, whether we were playing, I think we started out all playing in the league, the KSA league behind cash, and then eventually going and playing for like travel teams. Um, there Back in, back in you know, late 80s and, and so forth, there wasn't a whole lot of girls teams. So I ended up having to travel to Greensboro for when we got older, you know, for more competitive play, but, or for AAU basketball and, you know, and going to high point. But um, I do think, you know, like I said, growing up in Kernsville was just a, a wonderful childhood. And especially if you wanted to be an athlete and play sports, it was just, it was really awesome. Yeah. And uh, going specifically to your time at East Forsyth, um, you had three siblings, all athletes, but soccer obviously was your play, your main sport where you played. 
three sports mm-hmm. for two years. And uh, you were elected to the Hall of Fame in 2016, 2017. Um, basketball, you scored a thousand points there, conference multiple years, all conference and MVP. You also played volleyball also for two years as well. But soccer is kind of where you made your fame, all conference, all region for four years, all state senior year, scoring record for soccer uh, for over 130 goals in a four-year career, female athlete of the year in 1995 for East Forsyth. Uh, and then you even went the Olympic development program uh, during the, um, your time there as well. All state and all region teams out of the nine states on the East Coast. So a lot of accomplishments at East, uh, specifically East-West all-star participant as well for soccer. Uh, and then your club team, the Greensboro Twisters, uh, the North Carolina State Champions in 1995. So uh, I just listed off a little bit about your accomplishments in high school for our listeners. And my question is, when you look back in your time at East Forsyth, what do you think your legacy is there specifically? What mark did you leave on East Forsyth? And just how did you enjoy your time there? What what, what do you look back and remember? Um, well, I, you know, I was lucky to be at East. I think that it was a, a great experience. I mean, it it's a big piece of that shaped who I am now, really. I think high school years is probably why I started coaching high school age girls and boys, because I just feel like it's, it's just a huge part of your life where you're figuring out who you want to be and what you want your life to be later. And fortunately I was surrounded around really good people at East, um, good coaches who just really cared about me and uh, the team and taught me a lot about, not just about the sport on the field, but also, you know, like those bigger life skill moments that my parents wanted when I was a kid. And I hope that my mark left is that, you know, even though, you know, you, you have these accolades or whatever that I hope that I did everything with humility and respect. I think that was kind of my motto is, which I still kind of carry now, which is respecting everybody, but fearing nobody. And then uh, graduating from the class of 1995, you go to Wake Forest University playing uh, on scholarship for soccer, leading scorer freshman sophomore year. Uh, unfortunately, you tore your ACL at the end of that sophomore senior season and had to redshirt. And then back in your senior year in 1999, team reached top 20 ranking your sophomore year, top 10 ranking your senior year, uh, made into the tournament each of the four years that you were there. Um, talk about your time at Wake Forest and what that what that meant to you post East Forsyth. Um, I think, you know, once again, a fabulous experience, super lucky. I still talk to those players uh, today. I mean, we still touch base. Um, my roommate and I were just texting about how big our kids were the other day. Um, not as much now that our lives are so busy with our kids older. Obviously, most of us have teenage you know, age kids and they're doing their things and we're invested in them. But I, you know, when we have alumni meeting things and we come back, I mean, the bond that I created with that group, with that team, being with them, those were my best friends. And um, through thick and thin, even when I got injured, they were my backbone. They were the friends who helped me get through it and, and come back. Um, coaches, too. Um, you know, I'm super lucky that my coach, Tony Luz, is still there because now I bring my when I bring my kids to watch games, it's 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 a wonderful experience that they can still be part of. You know, it's in my back door, honestly, living in Winston at Spry Stadium. So we're big soccer supporters. Um, and I think, you know, obviously we wouldn't be as big as supporters if my experience just wasn't wonderful. I think that, you know, yeah, I had downs and I had ups. I mean, my first two years, everything was smooth sailing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get an injury. What are you going to do with that? And that was another big life lesson. But I think my time at Wake, 
the friendships created, the memories, not just the winning. I think just uh, it, they were just those friends. I'll just never forget those times. You know, it's, it's interesting when you think back what stands out. And I think the funny moments and the, the times with friends stand out as just as much as the big games that we won. And uh, how did you transition into coaching after you were done playing? Just tell us briefly how you got that transition uh, into coaching. You obviously have a number of stops for Side Country Day is where you're currently at uh, as the girls soccer coach. But uh, talk to us briefly about your transition into coaching. It actually started at Wake um, for extra money. I started coaching uh, soccer camps. I would do the guys camps with Jay Bidovich Um and then work the girls camps for extra money during the summer. And then I would go work other college camps. I even worked for the Dynamo for the semi-pro team at that time. And I just started to fall in love with it, um, working with kids and teaching them something that I was passionate about, which I already knew that I wanted to teach. And it 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 just fell into place. Like I said, it was just it, it was easy and it wasn't work for me. I really felt like that I that I, that I could do something and make an impact as well. And uh, just listening for the listeners, a number of your stops here started uh, at Wake Forest. As you said, you were an assistant coach at High Point University from 1999 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Coach at uh, Reynolds, um, 2011 season, 2013. Junior Academy coach um, from 2012 to 2017 for girls ages 8 through 10. And then um, also you were uh, the, the Forsyth Country Days boys teams from 2020, 2017-2021. And so currently you are coaching the girls where they were the state runners-up in 2021, lost in overtime state champ this past season in 2022. And um, as my uh, daughter is wonderfully uh, interjecting herself into this uh, podcast, Conference Coach of the Year in 2021 and 22 all region for the private school 3a coach of the year in 2019 2021 and 2022 so a lot of accomplishments back now into your coaching career uh, you also have a family that you're raising as well um three children one boy and two girls uh been married for almost 20 years so a lot of different aspects in your life and uh just talk about now forsyth country day and uh your time there and uh just what you get most coaching uh from uh that time there Well, I think, you know, coaching now 20 years, um, you learn a lot. I think the interesting piece, like anything, you know, when you first start out at something, you think that, well, I, you know, I know this and I know that and and I've got this all under control. And then now when I look back about, you know, I look back at what kind of coach I was in my 20s, coaching, you know, club or coaching the little or even coaching the little ones or coaching guys and now the coach I am now, there's definitely some things I would change. And I definitely have learned a lot and I've got a lot more to learn. But I think that over time, I realized that it's the relationships that I cherish the most. Um, you know, we had um, banner night, for example, the other night when the, we won the state championship. And a lot of players that I coached just the last couple of years, you know, they're, whether they're NC State or High Point or wherever they are, coming back and seeing them again now four years older or players that I coach that are now in their thirties and still connecting with them and them sharing their memories with me. I think that's just the, I guess that's the tradition I want to continue. I hope that I, all of my players, whether it's club or high school, that they can look back at the time that I coached them and said, you know what? I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. 
And yeah, sometimes it was tough. And sometimes Coach McCann was really hard on me. But in the end, I would do it again. And I had a lot of fun doing it, you know, and, and I still love soccer. Like, I, I hope that those are the things that are the takeaways. And if they learn some life lessons along the way that made them better people, even better. And, and Coach, where can we find you on social media? Where can our listeners um, get in touch with you? Um, on Insta, uh, it's under JS McCann. Um, pretty easy. It's a picture of me and Michael. <laughs> um, I usually will post pictures. I'm not, you know, I'm trying to increase, I guess, my social media exposure for my players and my team. Um, we're working on creating a site and also for site, um, FCDS athletics. You'll also see, um, me and the team there. Um, on Insta, but uh, you know, my girls are getting on to me. We, they want to have their own page, and I said, "Well, you know, I'm I'm good friends with the boys' coach, uh, Coach Bohan, and maybe we'll who knows, maybe we'll do a, a, a page together and stuff for Forsyth Country Day soccer." But right now, it's just JS McCann and um, Forsyth Country Day Athletics on Instagram. And uh, as we wrap up here. Um, Last question for you. At the end of the day, um, you know, do you have a coaching style? Do you feel like your players um, kind of gravitate towards a specific style? Is that something you've kind of developed over the year? What, what's your coaching style? Um, I think I definitely am a planner. Um, I try to look at the big picture and then work my way back in, kind of like from the end where I want to be and then work my way backward. Um, you know, like, for example, this week, you know, we're planning for a game that is not going to happen until the end of the following week. So then from there, can we work our way back into building into what we want to create, you know, like, you know, start broad with the umbrella and then kind of work my way in. But I think, you know, I think that I really try to address some basics in practice, which is um, technically, can we be a quality player when, you know, when you're on the field? I think I, I drill that over and over. We try to have some fun with it, but I really try to get my players to understand that it never stops. Like you're constantly working on the skill of the game. Tactically, can we be smart? So we're constantly trying, I'm trying to push them to think on the field. Sometimes the game is harder up here than it is, you know, with our body, harder in our head. So I'm constantly asking them questions in practice. You know, I'm that coach. Well, why did you do that? You know, it's not just an open-ended question where they can answer it easily. I really want them to think. And then the other thing is we like to have fun. You know, sometimes, you know, we had a water gun fight and then <laughs> in the game and right before for senior day last year, we I sent them on a scavenger hunt another day across campus. So I, I yeah. want them to have fun too, because it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. It's and yes, you can work hard and have fun at the same time. And I think that's probably the overall, my overall theme is, you know, yes, we can do all these things to make us better players, but can we work hard and have fun? And yes, I think you can. Awesome. Well, uh, Julie, this has been a great conversation. Great to get to know you a little bit. And uh, as I said at the top, uh, my guest today has been former East Forsyth and Wake Forest standout Julie Scott, now Julie McCann. Julie, all the best to you. Good luck for uh, this upcoming uh, season for the Forsyth girls uh, soccer team. And thank you for coming on here and being a guest on Triad All-Stars. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.